joining us for another intriguing edition of the Stack Pack. Perhaps you can help solve a mystery. What's up, guys? Season 6 continues. Um, we are coming at you bi-weekly. We might have some goodies in between, but for now, to maintain expectations, uh, every we'll be hanging out with you every couple weeks. Uh, hopefully more soon, um, once Eli gets settled. But I'm David Howell, as always. I'm joined by my man, Staten Island, uh, Dan Derwin. What's up, dude? Hi. Again, back-to-back weeks. Hell or yeah. back-to-back episodes, rather. Nice to be back. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot uh, more of Dan joining us um, on our Too much of me. journey of uh, 1994, 93. It's weird. It's going to be DQ. No, you haven't been introduced yet. Um, it's weird. I was. It's, it's weird. Some of the cases are from September 93. Some are from 94. I've noticed the past couple of weeks. It's weird. They just mixed them up. But anyways, uh, back to our... Uh, uh, we also have uh, Road Dan with us um, back in the saddle. <laughs> back with us is Dan um, on the road um, in. Oh, Dan is back to Road Dan. Yeah, and you're in Maryland. Frederick, Maryland. He said. Yeah. Yeah, Frederick, Maryland, just outside of D.C. Okay, I've. Ooh, it's, a, it. it's a pretty town. Uh, not a lot to do, especially if you don't have a car. But anyway, yeah, we're here talking about season six, episode two, and there's a lot of shit to get to. Um, we talk about some we got aliens. four cases tonight. Yeah, and they're none of them like are duds. Like we had some, we had fun last week, but there there's some like no, they're all shit. good. La- yeah, last time was was fun, but the episodes, uh, <laughs> the cases rather, were uh, left a little yeah uh, to be desired. Yeah, they're not. Can the- I just say about the? The last episode, the uh, reincarnation one, reminds me of X Files. I think it's called Dreamland. I, I want to see that. You told me that, and I, I know I saw. It's the not X-Files. so much like someone's reincarnated, but like Mulder swaps like bodies with another person. But it just kind of gave me that whole vibe because, like, they do a scene with like this eighty-six-year-old Native American woman acting as a soldier. <laughs> oh, that sounds that sounds familiar. That sounds familiar. So, so it, it, it gave, that 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 segment gave me those vibes. I um, love the uh, Stack Pack Instagram putting up the comparison to the dude that stole all the fucking vegetables in the eighteen wheeler, dude. A couple seasons back, uh, that holy shit, one and the same. Somebody in the comments posted that uh, like comparison, and I had to. I even shouted Brilliant. out. Because I was like, dang, yeah, I didn't even think about that. I would have completely missed it. Anyway, our Instagram friend uh, Jennifer Marshall um, pointed out that uh, seafood amnesia guy, um, his wife posted a bunch <laughs> on Reddit and stuff, and and I was like, and I was like, dang, I didn't see this, and and of course I'm like, well, I mean, she, she is a fucking private investigator, so thanks, Jen, for checking tracking that down. Um, we got to read exactly. Um, what exactly um, what happened exa- yeah exactly what the wife thinks about him and uh yeah he just uh it, it's a dude that was the dude paul beal right yeah i think i think the i kind of want a really do, like, weird a little, prison hug with his mother i kind of want to do a little mini sode Hi, paul i want to do a little mini sode where we we go over these reddit <laughs> comments like i feel like we could get a good 30 minutes like, like a good dra- dramatic 30 minutes out of it oh yeah that, it's totally a good bit we should. I would be more we than should. happy to revisit Paul Beale's uh, shenanigans. Yeah, we should watch the segment, read the Reddit. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, like a little mini-sode. Um, 
In between weeks. His mother gives him a hug and, like, he doesn't move his arms. Like, it's just her. According to his wife. Yeah, he had a wife. The hug on TV. He had a wife and kids and a dad, and the mom was the only one that was, like, even close to likely to believing his bullshit. So that's why she was the one on TV. That's so good. Uh, But there's way more. Oh, man, that's just uh, just the surface. There's just the tip of the iceberg. Let's get to the matter at hand. Uh, The iceberg lettuce that was stolen from the... Oh, sorry. (laughs) From from under the seafood. (laughs) <laughs> yeah from under i went the- for the brand motherfucker <laughs> um all right let's get to talking about this uh con man guy um i didn't notice that this case took that started in, in alaska so we go to december 1990 um we have employees at a mall in anchorage alaska um what they work at a bank right yeah, yes. they're tellers at a bank going to a mall to re-up an ATM machine. Uh, okay. Um, secu- and there's like a secret back room. So the security guard takes the cash into his small secluded room with the machine while the teller goes outside to, I guess, reprogram the ATM. Um, they say automated teller machine a lot in this. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's what that you know, stands they, for. They say machine a lot. A waste of words. In general. <laughs> yeah, they like, it's good. I mean, yeah, it was new. Ish, not really. Was it even in the nineties? I think ATMs have been around a while, right? I don't know. That's I was too young for that. So the lady returns uh, back from outside, from back from the ATM outside, and there's a masked man in the room and tells her to get on her back, and then um, um, he makes her open the door, and he knows exactly like where the money is, and he he ties up the security guard and demands that um, he even demands that he the tape out of the camera, the surveillance camera. Uh, I believe Robert Stack's exact words was he instructed her to remove the videotape from the video machine inside the ATM machine. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking word salad, Robert Stack. <laughs> the 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 VCR machine was connected to the television machine. <laughs> Today is when I learned there are many machines inside the ATM machine. So the Robert Imagine what it looked like inside back then. Jeez. <laughs> So anyway, the robber gets away with um, money and the security tape. And, um, of course, everybody thinks it's an inside job, obviously, because he knew exactly where everything was. He was like, don't look at me. Um, and they immediately start think start thinking about this guy named uh, uh, Gonzalez. And he was a former security guard um, for that bank. And he was already being investigated for a similar robber- robbery uh, somewhere else, I guess. Well, well, I guess they don't specify. Jose Antonio Gonzalez is his full name. So we think. Yeah. So they couldn't find him, of course. But uh, two days later, um, there in Washington, in Redmond, Washington, a suspicious fat package is found, partially opened, and it had like a almost literally had a gun sticking out of it. I fucking love that guy, though. He was like, he goes, "Wait a minute, this box has a hole in it," and then he goes, "Wait a minute." I think I see a gun. He said it fucking, he kept going, wait a minute. Yeah, wait, yeah, I no, that's, I yeah, I noticed that oh, Wait a minute, and he flipped it over. Wait a minute, what? that's a gun. Wait a minute, what's that doing here? <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> relax, relax, guy. Just um, say it once. Yeah, so he, they find a gun in this package, and there's like a bunch of shit in it, right? Uh, and they also find well, another. they find another package. Yeah, the other box also addressed to him, um, so they just open it, you know, postal inspectors, um, I like that open. Yeah, he had blade. two boxes total. 
They find an arsenal of three firearms. Small ar- They say small an arsenal, arsenal of three guns. Yeah. Um, I, I do like the postal inspector with the uh, open collar and the. the oh, that jeans, was some crew, huh? He's wearing a blazer. Um, <clears throat> that was some fucking some crew of uh, postal inspectors. Yeah. Oh yeah, like waited just like you know pull firearms out of a package with no gloves, like yeah, fuck it, contaminate it's the, 90s. the evidence. Or or it's just a reenactment. They didn't have money for gloves, so they find us three guns. And $65,000, $65,540 in cash, which was the exact amount that was taken in the Anchorage ATM heist. Um, come on, man. Um, so yeah, they do what they call a control delivery, but it's a fucking sting, right? Um, they do a, they wait for him to go pick up his packages and, uh, December 1990, um, that's when he goes to pick up his packages at the post office in Redmond. He picks up his package and he's immediately arrested and they place him in, um, uh, the car. They had like one postal, uh, inspector just like standing by a mailbag. Oh. And then like the other guy was just like standing by the trunk. They just had him like all like diagonally lined up across the parking lot. Like, yeah, there was I did no notice strategy the, to it. the fake post office guy. And then like, when it, by the time everybody had their guns out, he like reached down into his little post office bag and he was like, hi, I got a gun pointed at you too. <laughs> there was one guy who was like a half a mile away, like pointing a gun across the parking lot and the street, like at this guy. He was just perfectly in the shot. Yeah. It kind of, it looked like a Wes Anderson movie. Like everybody just poked out per- <laughs> perfectly into frame. <laughs> So he's charged with bank robbery and um, uh, armed bank robbery, actually, and four counts of illegal transportation of firearms. Um, apparently, he's real cooperative. Once they arrest him, he what is it? What do they say? He's a little like too cooperative. He's got too many answers on the tip of his tongue. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, he says he's in. He says he went to Knickerbocker High School in New York City and that he attended West Virginia University. And he even gave him a social security number. He had all this stuff remembered, uh, memorized. And, of course, it all turned out to be bullshit. There is no such thing as Knickerbocker High School. <laughs> it's a good name. It, like, I, I sounds, sounds oh, real to me. Believable. Even I looked it up. I looked it up. I said, where You're the like, fuck what? is this? Never? In the Bronx, maybe? Or? Yeah. Now nah, it's like PS no 30, PS135 or something. Um. Anyway, the reason I know that is because of Hey Arnold. Um. What's it called? <laughs> Okay, so they did find an actual Jose Antonio Gonzalez, but he was born in Puerto Rico in 1952, and he was a child that died of tetanus and only lived to be 10 days old. So he just stole this guy's identity. This infant's identity. It's fucking sad, dude. Yeah. Uh, um, that's got to, like, I've, that's got to feel bad. Like, ah, uh, just knowing, like, everybody's calling me the d- name of this fucking infant. Dead six-year-old. The, yeah. Let's see. I heard your dead six-year-old son robbed a bank in Anchorage. <laughs> no, I would not, no, that wasn't him. <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> Don't believe everything you hear. But he he told a bunch of bullshit to these kid to these uh, uh, police to these officials, law officials, whatever the fuck. Um, he told them that he was in the French Foreign Legion, which is like, I don't know, like, it just sounds made up it sounds like just like generic heroic military thing uh he was in the french foreign legion and but they did while he was locked up they did um 
noticed that he could speak English, Spanish, French, and some form of Croatian. Yeah, he was a smart dude. There was no secret about that. And oh, he was also he also claimed to be a mixed martial arts expert. Can't forget that. <laughs> um, so in October of ninety two, he's con- he's convicted of the bank robbery and he's sentenced to uh, spend time at a federal penitentiary in Oregon. Um, and oh, we didn't even mention the two women. Those two women that, like, when he's arrested, go to, like, pick up his car and they don't get away with shit. Well, yeah, you said it in the right order because he goes to jail and then while he's there, I believe, then they go into Nadine Castell, who tries to pick up his car. But, yeah, they show him in prison for a bit first. And then they have a... Is there there nothing nothing I can do? And then, yeah, and then then there's the other girl, Brenda, who, like, You tell me I can't pick up car? Yeah, she brings all the right paperwork, right, but... Um, then she served with papers to appear in a. In oh, that guy was fucking slick. Yeah, he was like, "Here's this envelope. Why? What's this about? So you could appear before the grand jury." And he gives like some like kind of squinty look. Yeah, and then she drives for fucking three thousand miles in twelve hours or some shit. They found the car at Newark Airport, New Jersey. I've been. I've been to Newark Airport. <laughs> airport. I could see Newark Airport from my front porch. Oh wow. It's nice. Planes, real nice. Uh, yeah, like, uh, uh, it's not bad, actually. I, like, it was stressful, like, before I was used to, you know, how the subways work, but it's super fucking easy. But I guess if you're going for the first time, you're like, what the? And you're like a little farm it's boy a- like me. I live out here in the country. And it's a great place to leave a car. Yeah, it is. I feel like that's not the first car abandoned in Newark, and it will not be the last. No. <laughs> Um, let's see here. Okay. Uh, ditches a car. What was her um, name? Brenda Penninger. Something. Yeah. Penninger. So they eventually found those women and they never charged them with anything. But, um, and Gonzalez was identified as a man named Milorad Ziv, Milorad Zivkovich. No, Milorad Zivkovic. Let's go with that. Zivkovic or Zivkovic. 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 There's no yeah, CH. Like would, would, would there be a CH? I'm not sure. Milorad, not Gonzalez. Milorad Zivkovic. Yeah, very different than either way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> either way, not the first name. He was a Yugoslavian national, but they think that he was most likely of Serbian descent. Um, and he was born in France, so that's a lot. Um, and he was deported to France after serving those eight years in prison. So did does that mean he served more time in France? I don't know. That's the last we hear about it, unless you guys did the Googling. Yeah, I didn't really look more into this case. I, I, I really didn't look much into this. I was mainly focused on the UFO case. Mm. Which is coming up next. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we didn't do any more digging on Zilvklovlovlich. I'll tell you what, though. Before we get into that, I do like a good bank robbery. There's something about it that's just like so old school. You know, as long as no one gets hurt, I yeah. kind of don't give a fuck. Yeah, and they they use that same music, and uh, yeah, there's something comforting. You see people and- wearing goofy masks and like doing stupid shit and trying to get away with it, and there's always this speeding car. I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> something comforting about a bank robbery. Yeah. Guy hanging out of the car with the bag over his shoulder. I'm just waiting. I'm in. Um, oh, man. It's good stuff. 
I recently watched uh, Reservoir Dogs because my mom had never. See, seen people it. get hurt in that movie. That's yeah. not what I'm talking about. Oh Dave. yeah, they kill the fuck out of some innocent people, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love a movie where even though you like the character deep down, you don't mind if they die because they're you know they're a piece of shit. <laughs> sure, the the antihero. It's kind of how I'm feeling about. I, I don't know if you guys are if you watch Barry. Have you do you watch Barry? On HBO Max? No, I think you told me it's good. Oh, dude, it's incredible. Like, incredible. Dude, All right, we'll uh, yeah, honestly, yeah, I know I that's recommend, a, I know I recommend, an adjective. A, I know I recommend a it, lot of shit. It's but good. It's very good. Yeah, it, it's, it's got such a I'm good mix. I'm behind. It's got such you watch a, it then? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, I haven't started season, uh, what is it, season two now? No, season three. We, we, we saw three. the first episode, remember? We saw the first episode of so, season yeah, three. I'm, yeah, and they're I'm not long seasons high. or anything, and the episodes are half hours. It, it, it's like right, yeah. it's like a comedy. It's a dark comedy because there's like a lots of cra- – like it's Bill Hader and he's a fucking hitman. <laughs> Ooh, all right. Yeah, and he like – I wasn't getting that from the advertisements I've seen. And he directs Who, some of like it in community theater. Yeah, he wants to be an actor. Well, I mean, at the beginning of the show, he wants to quit and be an actor. But the show's a lot more than that. That's just like the 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 premise for like the first right, episode. Yeah, I'll check it out for sure. But it, yeah, it's just and he he's like a big creative force behind it. And it's like he he's been directing a lot of it. And apparently, he kind of always wanted to direct movies. Like he just kind of got into comedy because it was convenient. So like it's there's it's some pretty fucking good shit. This is the uh, mysterious disappearance of Frederick Valentich. Um and this is Valentic, I think Valentic it's, is the it's way pronounced. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's the way that's the way Stack says it, right? But I've been watching a lot of videos of this and I don't think anybody knows how to say this guy's name. <laughs> Everybody's got a different thing, but um yeah, I I'd say maybe I would take the the credence. I would take Stack's word for it because you know his dad's, um, Frederick's dad is like you know telling a lot of the what happens. I would just believe Stack because it's him. Anything he says is gospel. Robert Robert Stack is the same person that goes bunk bed. Yeah. At the same time, we've we've been known <laughs> to be like, yo, Robert Stack said that shit weird, right? About a lot of different words. <laughs> yeah, it does say weird shit, but it's great. Um. <laughs> All right, so of course, um, uh, Frederick uh, Valentik was an Australian pilot. Um, he had been flying for two years, um, and he had amassed uh, about 150 hours of solo uh, flying time. He was a bad pilot. Um, we, yeah, uh, there's a lot known about this episode about this case, and um, Unsolved Mysteries doesn't really. <laughs> You know, they, they give you like the fairy tale version of it. But yeah, this guy was a, let's just start off saying this guy was a bad pilot and he was really into UFOs. Let's cut to the chase here. Did you know that? Did, did you look into this at all, uh, Dan? No, I just watched it and wrote down the notes, but I didn't. Yeah. Nowhere so, in the episode did they say this bad pilot. He was a bad pilot and he was re- really into aliens and UFOs. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, so now yeah. we got a little background here. Now um, it makes sense. Um, also I recommend if you really like this segment, uh, last podcast on the left, um, I'd be surprised if you listen to us and you don't listen to them, but they covered this, um, in March and they do really good research and they're hilarious as well. Um, we probably, we're not going to get into much detail as they are, but, um, we're just going to kind of 
go over the unsolved mystery segment and just add shit that we've learned along the way. I think we'll just do that. Um, sure. So yeah, um, like the unsolved mysteries episode says he had accumulated about 150 hours of, uh, fly time and he wanted to be like a commercial pilot, but I think he had actually failed the test a lot, like multiple times. But, uh, the day in question, he hired a plane from Southern air services in Moorabbin, Moorabbin, Australia. And, uh, so the day in question is October 1978, uh, October 21st, 1978 at 6 p.m. He leaves, uh, Morabin Airport near Melbourne, um, in a little Cessna 182 <laughs> light aircraft, um, which I don't know much about planes, but that's a little guy. Can you be more specific, Dan? That's like the tiniest, right? Uh, Every mean, time I hear that plane name, I always just picture like some fucking hoopty of the skies. Uh, what what was the model again? It was what, a one eighty two. Yeah. Um, it's small, but not like super small. I think the smallest Cessna made is like a one seventy two. But yeah, no, no, it totally is. It, it is a fairly small plane. It it's like a single engine two seater, I believe. Oh no, no, it's a four seater. So uh, this day he takes he rents this little plane and he plans to fly west for forty minutes along the Australian coast. Um, at, uh, Cape Otway. Um, and then he would head south over the Bass Strait toward King Island. So his destination was King Island. And they don't know why the fuck he was going there. Um, um, he told people he was going to pick up some friends that were already on King Island. Some very brave friends. Well, yeah, because he was a bad pilot. <laughs> so his friends would get in the plane with him are dumb. And also hearing that he's a bad pilot just makes it so much funnier. Yeah. And, and, and I love this little <laughs> tidbit that I, that's being told to me as we speak. And, and, and there's a, another uh, rumor or apparently other people said that he was going to pick up uh lobsters, right? He was going to pick up like a bunch of, well, he's going to pick up crayfish, which is Australian for lobster lobster. And this was debunked. Both of those were pretty much debunked. Nobody knows why and he I was heard actually. That he was in there. love with some woman named uh, Sierra Juliet. I think her name was. He was in love with her. Really? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> His call title or whatever the fuck it's called oh. is uh, Delta Sierra Juliet, and he says it about ten thousand times. Sierra in this Juliet recreation here. Oh, Dan and I listened to the actual tape of this. Well, we're jumping ahead, but it's pretty creepy. Um. So anyway, Ooh, yeah. So, I'd like to hear that. So nobody knows why he was actually going there because they were able to disprove the crayfish slash you know the lobster um, reason because like you'd have to make a big order you'd have to make an order you know and there was no order and they couldn't find any friends or any, you know like that was disproven I guess so nobody knows well, why the no fuck one he at was the going out there. waiting for him like yeah like if you were going to go pick up your friends you'd think your friends would be like waiting for you at the airport to like uh, I don't know get into the plane yeah. So when he's in, when he's flying over here, um, he's over the Bass Strait near Cape Otway, and then he sees a fucking uh, UFO or what he thinks is a UFO. Um, he's talking to he's talking to uh, the uh, tower the whole time, and the audio is really creepy. You can listen to it; it's not really podcast worthy, but you can find a video and it'll you know where it says the words you know being transcribed, and it's pretty interesting. Um, but like if I played it, it would just sound like 
a crackly Australian accent, you know, far in the distance. But yeah, the metallic sound is pretty creepy questions? too. What's up? Yeah, lots of questions. Like, like, like everything ends in a question. <laughs> a little bit like, yeah, like that. Yeah, I know. I think I, I've been exactly. watching too much Wellington Paranormal. That went in a little bit more New Zealand there. Uh, yeah, it sounds show. like uh, <laughs> like it sounds like a skit right off of uh, Flight of the Concords. <laughs> yeah, I always think of where's Brit? He maybe did. Yeah, yeah. he maybe did. It's like maybe he did, exactly. maybe he didn't. What did he maybe do? He's like, no, did like not alive, did. <laughs> Everything sounded funny. Meanwhile, the guy was in pure fucking distress. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. So he's saying, so basically, this is what he explains is going on. Um, he, he describes it as darting and swerving around him. He says it's oblong shaped, like long, and it's, uh, there's a green light. And he says it's traveling at speeds he's never seen before. Um, the air traffic controller keeps like repeating, you know, having him repeat, like just to confirm you're seeing this and you don't know what it is. And then, yeah, and he just kind of says yes. He, at one point, he talks about it chasing him and playing some sort of game. Um, and then he talks about it hovering above his plane for a while. And then the, like the, his last, uh, uh, his last line is it's hovering and it's not an aircraft. And then, you know, and then you hear the radio tower be like, go back and pretty much just confirm, like, are you saying it's not an aircraft? You know, they're pretty much just repeating everything back to him. Um, and, uh, then that's the last thing they ever, they hear from him. And then there's like a, 17 second i think like grinding sound which is kind like of a bunch of uh, clicks yeah i don't know it does kind of sound it's weird that it's described as a metallic sound because it could really be anything <laughs> you know yes it clicks for 17 seconds and then goes to silence like we heard it say what do you think dan i don't know a metallic sound scene i don't know I need to hear it on a better speaker. I was just listening to it on my phone, though. I probably should have like put it on the sound bar or something. The sounds are metallic. A metallic sounds, yeah. Master of puppets. But I can totally tell you what those sounds probably are. Just for the record, the CGI effects in this segment are fucking horrid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Please, yeah. they're rough. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of charming. I, I like those bad, like alien green. I listen. I love it, of course. But I was watching it, and they showed that dashboard, and you could see like black, like screen cut off, like above the dashboard of the plane, and then like then the sky oh, really? starts. Oh, it's fucking <laughs> the worst. So basically, yeah. After this, Frederick is just never seen again. Uh, unsolved. Good night. Um, they search for him for like two weeks. And there's no trace of him ever found, like ever. No. Later, a witness came forward and he was like, he told the story about his family seeing a little green dot flying around an airplane, but he wanted to remain anonymous. So, Yeah, he saw the, the dot and the airplane kind of converge into each other as they disappeared behind a mountain. Yeah, and then he said that the, he could tell by the angle of the plane that it was kind of unnatural. He's like, it's a 45 yeah, degree angle? Yeah, he was going angle? straight fucking down. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, it disappeared Angle, yeah. from his view, and he couldn't see shit. Um, and then uh, I don't even want to talk. Should we even talk about Roy Manifold's photograph of a fucking smudge on his Fuck lens? Yeah, man, that that guy knows how to do an interview and not move his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he's a ventriloquist. Yeah, he just spoke through his dumb teeth. Dude, yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know. Like, I like the picture that he took, <laughs> but I don't think it's. Oh anything. no, totally. It, it's it's a it's not a smudge. It's like where there's no emulsion on the film. Wait, That's so you don't? Is. You don't think you don't think it's? You don't. Are think you saying just, that you don't believe him? I don't believe him. I think it, yeah, I don't it, think it's, it's totally anything. a film. It, it's not a. It's not like a, a developing error. That's totally like a film defect. Oh, so you're not. I thought you were like it's for sure an alien crashing into. Oh no, a plane. no, it's total. It's it's totally a defect in the film. Like that. I that, thought you were gonna say that he had a trustworthy any... face. <laughs> yeah, he does have a trustworthy face mug. I'd call it a mug for sure. Uh, Roy has magic. a mug, but. The picture is great, and I just this to me. It's a good photograph. The <laughs> composition is rather about, nice. I don't know about all that. To me, it's bullshit. Just because not exactly a wedding photographer. Yeah, I, it's just like you would have seen this man. You know, <laughs> like he wouldn't just have shown up in the picture later. It's uh, a real Ansel Adams. Like, like I like the picture. I want to post it on the Instagram <laughs> because it's cool. But yeah, it's not anything. If that guy has an Instagram, if he's around and he has one, you know it's in there. <laughs> Oh, dude, I'm going to totally uh, tag him. Letterboxed. Five <laughs> likes. <laughs> oh, letterboxed. No, it's probably on his Facebook. If he's still around he has a f- and he has social media, these are huge ifs. Oh, we'll find it. Yeah, man. He was pretty uh, – he was probably in his 50s or 60s in the 90s. But who knows? We don't know. Ah, he's dead. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Not even going to look. Um. Yeah. <laughs> no dirt damage on negative. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of information about this photo. It was inspected kind of... by ufologist. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's super <laughs> legit. We love it. So this disappearance has never been adequately explained, and um, the object apparently sighted has never been identified. Uh, of course, people think he was abducted. Another theory is that he was attacked. Um, by it and became disoriented and crashed into the sea. Um, I don't Most know. Most likely. That's, yeah, he was attacked by a UFO and then it crashed him into the sea. It's probably what happened. Just kidding. I don't know. I don't That's know. That's what I'm going to bed tonight believing. <laughs> don't try to change my mind. Um, yeah, so he's been he's been declared legally dead. Uh, no trace of his plane has been found. Um, they talk about this thing in 1983. An engine cowl flap from the same type of Cessna plane was found washed up ashore on Finders Island, which is about uh, 300 kilometers from his last known position. And I don't know what a kilometer is. So this flap was not part of his plane, essentially. Long story short uh it had a partial serial number that did not match the serial number from his plane and it had been like uh resprayed and dsj was never resprayed and um but it was discovered very near to the airport runway on finders island so it could have been a lot of different things but there was a lot of different planes um in the 80s that were similar that had some accidents so yeah it's really weird it could have just been leftover debris from a previous accident but recently people have speculated that frederick may have became disoriented after seeing a bright planet um or the stars or a meteor shower in the sky um australia or he was on acid australia is a weird place yeah um Another theory is that he became inverted mid-flight and saw a reflection of uh, his own reflection in the water, right? Um, Ooh, I like that one. Yeah. And his father died in 2000. His dad's name is Guido. And had an Italian accent. Yeah. <laughs> is it really? 
Yeah, like I thought that was. I thought he that says was it like with a, his hands. I thought that was a slur. No, 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 no. His name is legitimately Guido. Yeah. Oh, you could say that. I'm like, Dad, Robert, you dick. I, like, I literally thought that was like an Italian <laughs> slur or something. Well, if he said this fucking Guido, that, then it's a little bit more personal. <laughs> Sound like he said, gave it some oomph. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Got a little mob vibes there. But um, yeah, there's been a lot said about this case. Uh, what, what, what's your theory, Dan? Is it kind of similar to? Because I know you're you're kind of you're kind of into. Uh, aeronautics if that's the right to well it's you mean like aviation yeah aviation <laughs> dan likes planes dan likes the planes in the sky <laughs> well let's first start off by saying he was a really bad pilot to begin with mm, mm, mm. <laughs> um he he failed i think it was like five tests officially potentially seven because they said that he had failed three more prior to him renting the jet the plane so what I think happened was he got disoriented and noticed that his plane, the gauges, were telling him that the plane was leaning or banking. In reality, he really was, but he didn't believe his gauges, so he corrected for it, which then overcorrected and basically put him into what's called a uh, graveyard spiral. And basically what it is, is the plane just slowly starts to spiral. And what's crazy about it is you don't notice you're losing altitude as you're doing this spiral. That's and fucked one up. Of the effect, one of the effects of this particular spiral is an engine to idle rough. That's creepy. So so him, like, at the end of the radio transmission, what you say is, like, the, in, the, the engine's idling rough is, like, you know, the late, late signs of you being in a graveyard spiral. So what would he see if he's going in a spiral and he doesn't notice that he's going in a spiral? How would he see like? Well, if he's looking out the windows, he would see, you know, lights flashing and moving quickly, which would be his lights on his plane reflecting off of the water below him. And oh, he would shit. Be yeah. That as a sky because he's at a 30 degree bank, just kind of going in a circle. You're spinning that fast, though, like it's that quick. Could be. And depending d- on how tight the spin is, and you don't notice that you're doing it. No, because your your body is just so disoriented with the way you're moving in multiple directions. I would like I would kind of compare it, I guess, to like when somebody's deep underwater and they can't figure out which way is up. Exactly. You know, you just, yeah, yeah. You just don't know. Like you think you're swimming up, but up you're swimming is down. Down is up. Left is yeah, right. Yeah, right you don't fucking left. know what's going on. Oh, that's freaky. And, it, and it's more common to happen to pilots at night when they don't have anything to view on their horizon, like a building or something off in the distance. If it's just open, yeah. If it's like a foggy air. night and you have the water below, yeah, you don't, you can't tell where the horizon is. And when you're a shitty pilot who's like super into UFOs, exactly. Yeah, when you're on shrooms <laughs> flying above uh, fucking New Zealand. Shit happens. Minuba, whatever. And then all that, all that metallic sound that they they said they heard at the radio transmission. What my speculation is is like if you listen to the actual radio transmissions, there's multiple times where you hear that his mic is left open, and I suspect that those metallic sounds is like him keying the mic as the aircraft is hitting the water, and you're just hearing the plane get ripped apart. Oh shit! That's nice. I was gonna say I like that, but. Maybe, maybe not. That's the 17 seconds. That's what I'm suspecting is what is what you're hearing is just 
I think it's a pretty good guess. You know, it's a, it's a very probable. God, I wish it was guess. aliens. That's I dude, bet he does. This dude just exploded into the fucking water so hard that not a single fucking piece of his craft was ever found. Can you imagine yeah. being that fucked up in the sky that you're like, I think aliens are fucking with my plane, but you're just spinning into the water? <laughs> like, what a fucking disorienting situation. Yeah, that's that's fucked up. I think I like I like the alien one better. I sent David <laughs> a video of a of a pilot instructor demonstrating this. And like he what, like, like in a plane? 30, yeah, in a plane. He demonstrates it with one of his students where he closes his eyes. And within 30 seconds, the plane drops like 400 feet in altitude and has done a full 360-degree turn. Wow. And all the while, he thinks he's flying straight, but in reality, he's put it, the plane in a 45-degree uh, bank. Yeah, that's fucking scary. If you were just seeing anything, it would just look like it was hovering super fast, but like staying with you. Because you're just going in a tight circle going down. It's hovering above my head. Uh, <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> uh, the, the actual recording is it's worth, a, it's worth a listen. It's really interesting. Um, Maybe put a YouTube uh, link up on your Instagram page because I want to hear it too. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But like I said, not really podcast worthy. Like you wouldn't really be able to. I mean, we could. That's a that's a stack pack homework. You have to go into the dark web to find it. <laughs> no, it's on YouTube, isn't it? Yeah, it is on YouTube in like Yugoslavian. <laughs> um, let's I don't see know here. Why. Oh shit! Let's talk about these weird. Uh, this miss. This is a kind of interesting case. This missing persons case. Um, is this a catamaran? Yeah, I like this one, actually. It's pretty Oh, mysterious. yeah, this is a good one. Okay, missing persons. Jesus, this is a wild one, guys. Um, we're going to be talking about um, Eve Emmanuel. Eve Emmanuel and his 20, 24-year-old friend, uh, Lawrence Hernas. And, um, Robert Stacks, just for the record, Robert Stacks, French, like, pronunciation and dialogue is on fucking point yeah in this segment <laughs> Lauren Ernest. he says the french names he says four different french names two you know two that we're talking about and then he mentions two later which we'll get to but all four names he fucking nails yeah he's a classy son of a bitch that one um <laughs> i agree god, he's a goddamn classy son of a bitch um okay so 10 30 p.m um I love the way <laughs> I love the way these these segments start with just date and time. Like let's get into it. And it's like it's something that sparks, you know, it's like it's the spark that lights the fire of the mystery, you know, just like some weird some weird thing that would, you know, just a normal traffic stop, right? It's 10:30 p.m. Are you talking about this idiot cop? December 1991. <laughs> yeah, yes. Okay, yes. Yeah. I was trying to make it cool. <laughs> You can. It can still be cool. This no, guy's just better. a fucking banana head. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Um, so, yeah, December yes. 91, um, uh, we uh, we got a speeding car that's pulled over on the highway. This highway is basically leading to the local marina, and this and this marina specifically is in Goose Creek, South Carolina. Um, inside the car, we got three guys. Uh, when the officer asks for license and registration, nobody responds. 
He asks again, and uh, one of the men in the back seat says something in what he thought was Spanish to the driver, and then the driver produces from the glove compartment a passport. Um, he runs the information, um, tells them to slow that down. Doesn't even, yeah, just gives them a warning. He probably just like sees like, oh, they're from out of country. Like, when am I going to get them a ticket? And you know, I'm not going to be a dick. Just like you know, all right, enjoy enjoy our streets. There's a difference between like being a dick and like letting somebody off with a warning when they don't say a word. Like, yeah, but even in a, even in another language, you could say mercy. Obviously, they're understanding him if somebody produces a passport. Say, just say something. Nod, wave, shake his hand, some shit. Acknowledge his existence. You imagine you're a cop, you're just like, all right, guys, you better slow down. Okay, if you insist, go ahead. There's a social construct. Yeah, we, everyone in every country knows that if you get pulled over, you oh, yeah, I have guess to that's be true. polite and you, know, you <laughs> say something or just wave or smile. You don't just put fucking 10 and 2 on the wheel and look forward and get and get away with it. Yeah, so they played nice That's the cop's and fault. we're told to slow down. And then the next day, this cop sees on the news that the two guys in the back seat, right? No. Oh, wait, no. Front no, no. seat. Yeah, you're right. Oh, no, there's two guys the in the front seat. The driver and the passenger and then the, the creep in the back. Oh, that's right. Okay, so the two guys in the front, that's right, were um, Eves and uh, Loren. And um, they had been reporting missing by the Coast Guard, and people have been searching them for over a month. And basically, um, they were supposed to be traveling to Antigua. They were two French sailors who had been hired to basically deliver a fancy-ass boat to somebody who had purchased it, right? A high-end $200,000 boat. I just want had, to say the uh, way it's explained. Like, in, in the, the two men were they French made it sound sailors. Like it was a tank. Yeah, the two men were French sailors who were hired to convoy a French-made sailboat to new owners. I feel like con- yeah, convoy is the word that like threw me off. <laughs> they were taking the boat from Antigua to from Annapolis, Maryland, kind of where Dan is nearby, to Guadeloupe. Have you seen the boat, Dan? Yeah. Uh, funny Did you say you- that. I have. <laughs> <laughs> it's parked outside of his Days Inn hotel. Are you, you know, at a Days Inn? Staying at a Days Inn. Are you really at a Days Inn? I could no, tell I'm by that. Home to Sweet. Oh, that sounds pretty oh, nice. much the same. So classy. <laughs> home to Sweet sounds like a restaurant that would serve a chicken pot pie. There's a Peruvian restaurant down the street that does Italian grub hub. Oh, how about that? That's very Frederick Maryland of you. That's how very Frederick Maryland. <laughs> I'll assume that's normal up there in up there Frederick yeah. way. <laughs> so I, I want to know how they get there. Like, did they travel? I want to know how they get there from France, like to Maryland. They probably flew to Annapolis. They and because, <laughs> but they were just hired because they knew how to sail the boat, like. I don't know. I guess they I, don't. I guess you have to have some kind of specific expertise. Well, to- one of them, one of them knew how to sail. Apparently, like in in Talking Heads later on in this segment, uh, the younger sailors, how did I get friends here? Are like, where is my beautiful? <laughs> <laughs> um, the younger sailors' friends like made a comment like, "Oh, like he was just learning. Like he was a novice. Like you know, surely his mentor wouldn't be like, hey, you want to go do a gun run.'" Yeah, because the whole thing about the boat was that it was high-end. It had something about avoiding radar, so it's, like, perfect yeah. for smuggling guns yeah. and, and drugs. That's, like, one of the things they say is, like, perfect for drug smuggling. 
right? Like, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So like, it's very maybe, maybe we sought out or you know somebody was after do, it. Do you think that, that that's a question that comes up often when you're like you're buying a boat, like to the boat salesman, like yeah, so uh, like how many firearms can this fucker hold? What's the radar situation on this boat? Yeah. Yo, yo, can this shit be like undetectable <laughs> or whatever? Or whatever? Is, <laughs> can is I not go to jail sh- with this boat? <laughs> yo, 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 yo. Is this shit this, ghostable? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there a ghost button on his boat? Yo, yo, yo. Is this shit like ghostable? Um, I'm sorry, sir. What does ghostable mean? Uh, I'm the fancy boat salesman. How do you say ghostable in French? <laughs> October 91 is when they leave. 2,500-mile voyage is what it is from Annapolis, Maryland to um, Guadalupe. Is, is it Guadalupe in the West No, it's Indies? Guadalupe. 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 <laughs> like we said. That's a far trip. State-of-the-art vessel. Um, it was a catamaran. No ghostable. A catamaran. Very ghostable. Yeah, very ghostable catamaran. Ghostable. Worth, worth 200 grand. Worth, worth 200 grand. Um, very ghostable catamaran worth 200 grand. I think that's the name of the episode. The ghostable <laughs> catamaran. Yeah, I like uh, that. All the bells and whistles strapped to it. Oh, uh, mad yeah, bells and whistles. Yeah, it's got a uh, minigun on the flight deck. <laughs> uh, fucking, uh, like, pirate cannons on the side and everything. Uh, yes. Uh, satellite Squabble, tracking units, um, electronic navigational equipment, which san- which it now is, which we call GPS. Can we, can we just pause for a quick moment? <laughs> you, you said it had a it had a satellite tracking unit. Yes, yes, that's what it says. Why couldn't they track it via satellite then? Yeah, find a boat and you'll find the dead Frenchman. Yeah, I mean, but we don't then, know what happened to them yet. But they also say that yeah, satellite tracking unit, <laughs> electronical navigation equipment, and the Antigua's design made it virtually unseekable and also undetectable by radar. So it had a satellite tracking unit, but it was also undetectable by radar. Uh, <laughs> They're dead. And then, of course, they say this vessel would be ideal for drugs and weapons trafficking. Perfect for trafficking. Perfect for trafficking. Yeah, that's like the selling point. They were probably taking it to shady people, right? I mean, do you want to sell drugs and guns? Steal this boat. This, this is the boat for you. High tech satellite equipment, but it's not going to find you. It'll just find no. everyone else. <laughs> and also, um, you can get um, some sweet ass BBC, even though we're hanging out in the West Indies. And if you'd like, we can. Oh, get that's some, true. We can get the Mets game for. Uh, watch Faulty Towers. We, oh yeah, we can watch. Faulty Towers, all one se- series. And uh, Abfab. Oh, the IT crowd, um, Ghosts, like the original British one. Uh, oh, yeah. I like British TV. And, and every time I tell someone from England that, they're like, you're fucking mental. You're mental. <laughs> it's shit. You remember those British dudes we met on the cruise and they were like telling me the shows they watch? And it was like NBC, like, fucking bullshit like the blacklist and i'm and they were like saying that everything on netflix is shit i'm like dude no like i I think it's just because they can't get it like it's like shitty i'm gonna find out i'm going to london at the end of uh august i think i told you dave man oh you gotta go well you've been you've been before right yeah we were talking about this i was only there for 16 hours on a lay oh that's right 11 years ago (laughs) 
Um, spent it all in Piccadilly Circus fighting homeless people. Do us a favor. Have a have yeah. a pint or two of Doom Bar. Oh yeah, definitely. What is that? Well, do you like cask ales? Are you you know like? Uh, I mean, I I'll try it. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't speak pump, to it. They pump them. Um, Find yourself a Witherspoons and uh, have a Doom Bar. What's yeah, a Witherspoons? Yeah. Is that a chain? Yeah, yeah it is. Cheap chain. They all have different names, like oh. like like the Crown and Arrow or the Sparrow and. And all right, I gotta make sure it, I get some sure notes from you guys, but, please. But, sure but the food, the food is all the same. Like it's like an Applebee's or something. But but like, but they have really cheap drinks, you know, like, with, with the spoons. All right, um, I'm de- f- f- but like, uh, seriously though, I'm I'm gonna get some notes from you guys. I want I want some uh, some uh, suggestions. So they plan to sail down. Uh, pretty much, they just plan to sail down to the East Coast to their final destination, which was Guadalupe. Um, the stops they would make along the way would be the Chesapeake Bay, and then they go around Cape Hatteras. I think I said that right. And then yep. this is all parallel to the East Coast. Um, when the vessel did not arrive, um, when it was supposed to, the Coast Guard was immediately notified. So, like, they, you know, everybody, I didn't know that that's how that worked, but that makes sense that, like, you know, they had a plan. And, um, everybody was aware, like, so everybody was waiting for them in the places they should have been at the times they should have been there. Um, yeah, the, and- the, the boat was last seen 32 miles south of Charleston, South Carolina. And they're, yeah, they're, and they search for like two weeks and there's no sightings at all. Um, but a lot of people did see them along their route, route. And, and, and it makes sense now that they they remember it because I didn't know. That they would have had to have like a itinerary, essentially, right? Um, because yeah, you can't just have fucking boats going through the. All what was the name of that right? canal? It was on the east on the east side. It was called like the inner Chesapeake Bay Intercoastal Canal. Yes, the intercoastal. Yeah, that, that was it. Yeah, I didn't. That looks cool. Like, it's like a secondary we, like off ramp that just goes down the whole fucking east coast. Oh yeah, that, like if you were transporting right? a, a catamaran, that would be the ideal way to go. Like you're protected; you don't have to worry about the open waters or anything like that. Yeah. Didn't they say they didn't know why it was there? Like that wasn't part of their. Yeah, they were saying that it was odd that they took that route south when they could have mm-hmm. just taken the you know the straight Atlantic. But it, like so, I said, it makes sense. Like you it, know, you're you're protected. Like if there was any rough seas or any rough weather, you'd oh, be protected okay, yeah, because you have land yeah. between you. You have like a safety yeah. net. You're 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 yeah. in the islands. Yeah. Plus, seen, like, if you need anything, you just kind of pull over, and you're just like, "Yeah, yeah." There's probably a Wendy's or a <laughs> is that what you K? say? There's a Wendy's, yeah. There's a yeah, dockside Wendy's. Ducks, yeah, that sounds good. I don't know. They Not a Witherspoons, but so Wendy's. yeah. So they say it was seen several miles off course only, at, and what they call the intercoastal waterway. Did you guys remember the name of it, or did I? I helped. No, you got it right. I don't okay. remember. So <laughs> I'm too many in. So and th- and they explain that this waterway is an inland passage that goes from New England to Florida. What a pretty fucking boat ride! I would love to like take like an old person. Yeah, if you're alive cruise. to see it. Yeah, who knows if they were? I um, doubt it. I-, I would love to see uh, uh, that part of the country. Um, and then when it got to Florida, I'd be like, "Let's get the fuck out of here." <laughs> Just kidding. Well, how about we start in Florida and then go north? Oh, that sounds fun too. It's so hotter in New York right now than Florida. Sorry for that weather update. Oh, thanks. Thank- Can't wait to be there thanks. next week. <laughs> Your brother has uh, air conditioning, right? He does have good air conditioning, actually. He has good air conditioning. Yeah, so anyway, just to reiterate, there, there's no explanation as to why the boat was um, going through the intercoastal waterway because that wasn't originally their plan. Um, 
December 91, two of Eve Emanuel's friends actually uh, fly to France from South Carolina to investigate the disappearances. Um, I, for some reason, I assumed Eve Emanuel was the, like, the young man. But Eve is the older guy, right? And uh, yeah, I'm not sure about the ages for who is who yeah, is the oldest. You know? Yeah, no, they were one was way older. What was the uh, other name? Uh, Lauren, Lauren. Yeah, yes. Lauren. Yes, yeah, he, he was the young. Lauren the is young, the younger one. Yeah, he's the young twink. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it. I'll say it. We're all. We're, all, say it, we're yeah. all thinking it. Dan Derwin included. I know. Yeah. You think, you're thinking That's about what my first thought was twink. <laughs> I'm sorry, but my mind. that that sentence with your with your uh, with your Staten Island uh, voice was <laughs> very very pleasing. My first thought was tweet. <laughs> oh my god, that was good. That's that's my ringtone now. Um, sorry, <laughs> mine too. <laughs> my first thought was. Tw- uh okay anyway we're having too much fun um so the french friends come to look for their buddy and they start retracing the places where the vote the boat the was french seen. friends yeah french friends <laughs> um they talked to a bridge tender who like totally remembered them but he, what he remembers is there was three people instead of the two that were like supposed to that he was like expecting right third guy was not supposed to be on the vessel but obviously this makes sense because we're talking about this dude who uh was with them in the car um who was like you know the guy in the back possibly i don't know that we're that's what we're putting together right obviously well that's what the sheriff is putting together mm-hmm. that Dingbat, or what did you call him? <laughs> I don't know. I forget. So this third man was uh, cited by at least five different witnesses. So a lot of people saw this specific catamaran with three people instead of the two that were supposed to be on it. Um, but apparently he didn't seem threatening or scary. He just seemed to be hanging out with the guys. And uh, so some people think that, uh, you know, these two were in, maybe involved with stealing the boat. Um the friends and family d- dismiss this uh, right out. They say that uh, Eves wouldn't do that, especially that he brought this young guy with him. It's just not in his character. But it's like, you know, you could be, like, pretty convinced into doing this when you're, like, and there's, like, a gun pointed at your head. And it's like, hey, like, you know, we'll give you some of the money. Like, we're change of plan. Or maybe he, found the, maybe he found the shady twink. The twink didn't stand up for himself. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Was the twink Eves? I kind of need some help. No, here. the twink is Lauren. The twink, a twink is just <laughs> sorry. A twink, a twink is at? just like a, a gay person who is boyish. No, I know what a twink is. I'm asking okay. who is the twink. The twink Christ. is Lauren, the the blonde boy. The yeah, the cute <laughs> boyish one. I don't know why the blonde boy is better than the twink. <laughs> is it? Yeah, no, it's not. It's yeah. Eves, the blonde boy. Eves, no, Eves is the older one, so it's it's oh, Lauren. Lauren sorry. is the is the young My man. My mistake. I'm new at this. Um, <laughs> get with it. <laughs> pride was last month. You should know this already. <laughs> hey, I worked the Pride Parade. I did my work. Oh, that's right. Did, did you? <laughs> I had a good time. I'm surprised. Oh, that's surprising. I'm sure uh, if this was a Newsmax segment, we'd be talking about how you were just 
picking up uh, condoms off the street and just watching uh, sodomy in the streets. (laughs) No such thing. It was a good time. I had a great time. There's just children watching sodomy in the streets. Um, Fox News. And for some, and for some reason, I don't know why. I don't know why, but like everybody who's like the Pride Parade is Sunday, and everyone goes, "We're just going to see a bunch of guys' dicks." Like, why are guys just gay at this at this parade? It's like <laughs> there's straight people that just want to yeah. see everything. There's there's girls that want to see gay guys. There, there's, there's everybody. Lesbians. Everyone just yeah. everyone just assumes that it's guys and thongs and dicks. It's like like why that's are you, it. That's why are all, you so? That's all the Pride Parade is. Like, why is it one? Why are you just thinking about? So Guy gay boners, yeah. There's lots of different ways. Why is it? Why is it guy gay? It's everyone gay and straight. Yeah, yeah. I saw a lot of good shit. I said, listen. I said, as a as a straight male, I was like, if if I get to see a bunch of tits, but I have to see a few dicks, that's a good trade. Yeah, I mean, come on, it's not bad. It's all skin. I care. It's just skin, baby. It's just skin and skin and skin. Ah, man, that's funny. (laughs) <laughs> hey yo i don't want to be seeing no dicks it's like you know girls are <laughs> gay too and you know girl- it's just gonna <laughs> be a sounds- bunch of guys and dicks that sounds like a fucking the parade floats i feel like we're kind of sounding your like fantasy a- of seeing two girls make out could it could happen I, if you go to i actually did <laughs> I, I i did see that it was nice but then i saw a dick 40 minutes later but you know what that's the trade-off like a bare dick really oh yeah like a like a nude dick like a nude dick, okay. Not a twink either. It was a, it was a, it was a hearty one. <laughs> anyway, is the twink alive? Stay tuned. Yeah, I don't think he is. Oh man, I hope he is. He seems nice. Poor Eves, or the tall guy, whatever. So Eves' friend um, Jean is convinced that the stranger aided and armed a hidden accomplice. Um, so there was somebody Ooh. that we weren't seeing, and um, that's why they stayed on the boat. Um, and a lot of people think – I don't know. A lot of people think the only reason they stayed alive is because they knew how to uh, sail the boat. Um, and maybe like after they got to wherever they needed to go, they just killed them, possible. But um, what I think is maybe he just kind of said like, hey, I'll cut you in on this deal. We'll make a lot of money. It'll be great. And then once they got to the place, he and then when they got to the destination, him. they just fucking capped them. Yeah, it was yeah, over. yeah. Or just fucking beat them up and left them without sank. anything in the middle of nowhere. But I feel like they would have. Yeah, they would have gotten in touch with family. I feel like yeah. In all seriousness, I think they're just fucking dead. Yeah, unfortunately. Obviously, the man on the boat is considered a suspect, but um, yeah, John, um, Eve Emanuel's cousin John and the Coast Guard are investigators. Would still love any information they could get about this, but that's pretty much all we have. I would say that the cop that pulled them over is an enabler. <laughs> that's just that's my personal opinion. Um, Sorry, it's hard Sorry to, to be so frank. I mean, it's honestly hard to blame him. I mean, I don't know how serious you're being, but it's kind of hard to blame him. Very. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is it very hard Maybe. to blame him, or you're being very serious? I mean, very serious. <laughs> He's a piece of shit. As as serious as I can be, drinking a ruby grapefruit white claw. Oh, man. So we have one more case, and we've been recording for a long time, but we're going to cut out a bunch of this, so it's fine. There's so much information about this case. and This is the most notes I have out of all four cases. This is my longest uh, longest note. Okay, let's just start here. This is a 
possible suicide. This is a suicide, ruled suicide. The dad doesn't think he was killed. Questionable right homicide. So the first mystery off the the first mystery off the bat is w- there's no way he's 23 because he <laughs> looks like he's like 40. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's like a modern 40. I'm going to investigate that myself. This is a uh, yeah, like that. Like Derwin said, um, this man who looks like he was uh, older than twenty. 20- Three. <laughs> 23-year-old Danny Williams looked like he was at least 37. Yeah, he had some um I don't know. He he did actually run a pretty uh a, according to the episodes a pretty prominent uh company. He helped uh, distribution-wise and stuff like that. But let's get into it. All right. So, we're going to Sunday, June of 1991. Um we are in Galesburg, Illinois. Um and um Larry and Lois Williams have finally given up um with getting their son to call him back after 2 days of nothing they go to his house uh Danny is 23 it's Saturday morning um they decide to go to his house um and so he decides he's going to like climb in through a window he break he has to break in which is another reason why I think this actually might be a suicide but, I didn't even catch um, that yeah he he has to break in um he calls out, like saying, "You know, this is your dad. I'm here." Just because he knew his son had a gun, he didn't want to get shot by his son. But he enters the den, uh, the slash living room, and he finds Danny slumped over on the couch, sitting upright in an upright position. Um, and he could tell his son was dead right away. The gun was laying on his lap, kind of perfectly, and um, too perfect. Yeah, a little too perfect. And, um, yeah. And, uh, she, you know, he just immediately knew, you know, like, don't, like, he was real upset. Don't, he said he was thinking to himself, don't let this be what it looks like, which is very sad. And honestly, I think this might be part of the crusade of him trying to prove that his son did kill himself when he didn't kill himself when he probably, in fact, might have. Um, but let's get into the facts. I feel like there's just so many of these cases and it's just like people just didn't understand mental illness. It starts to seem like a, like a, like a, a recurring thing with unsolved mysteries. Like people yelling yeah. at the top of their lungs, like my son would never do that. He wasn't sad. It's like, come it's on. very dated. It's very yeah. dated in that regard. But like this does have a few things about it that make it mer- that makes it very mysterious. Uh, Unusual circumstances, but I, I agree that usually, for the most part, Unsolved Mysteries doesn't really know how to touch on the mental yeah. illness part of it. It's not because it's just uh, yeah. it's from the fucking nineties. Like, yeah, we've I know. come a like long today, way in thirty years. Today, there would be like a little like you know, if you're having suicidal thoughts, like reach out, call this number, and they might give you a seizure warning for that last segment in the, with the fucking UFO. <laughs> a CGI, a shitty CGI warning. <laughs> Um, so gun on his lap, like we said, um, very suspicious. So, um, he was like pretty successful. He managed the distribution for his family's multi-million dollar apparel manufacturing company. Yeah. And we have a name here, Protexal, Protexal, which sounds like a, like a, a like a boner pill or something, or like a, like something that'll like help your diabetes. Condom. Protexal, um, side effects may be fatigue, uh, 
depression, Suicide. suicidal thoughts. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. I beat Dan to it. <laughs> oh, shit. Did we all do it? Did we all do it? I think we all did it. Oh, fuck. There we fuck. go. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, he, he was successful, sort of. You know, he was working for his family's company, but he, you know. Um, he was a distrib a distributor a distributor I did it a distributor you did the um, stack yeah distributor 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 when you when you emphasize the wrong part of the word yep that's comedy um yeah so he Bunk recently band. bought his first house he was a young man who owned a house at twenty three that's pretty cool um that's Can rare you just say Robert Stack was like. He had just recently bought his first house, the house he died in. It was just like, what other house did he buy? <laughs> yeah, he, does oh, yeah, say he did that. say that. Yeah, he does say the that. The last house, his first what house, a jerk. but his last house. This is Monsters Among Us. He bought a house to live in, but he bought a house to die in. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. What a ghoul. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that what a ghoul that was good. <laughs> what a fucking ghoul. Uh okay. Yeah, so okay, shit. I, I don't know if we really want to go into this because uh, there's so many notes to this case and it's going really going to take forever. So but there's basically like a we can talk about it amongst ourselves. I mean, there's specific notes but let's get out of town. Um he hires a bunch of different uh private investigators because the cops just decide it's a suicide and they move on um yeah the family hired uh people to investigate because they weren't happy with the police and their answers to the case so mike turnquist was the private investigator who kind of like went with it he actually hired another guy who was like an ex uh, sheriff uh let's see here um he hired steve johnson who was formerly yeah knox county sheriff's department but johnson quickly decided that in his opinion it was a suicide so then well, he, he had goes that blood to, gun and then and then he goes to this other guy so he like literally got a second opinion actually actually technically <laughs> tech technically this is his uh third opinion right because we have the cops oh yeah totally this, the cops yeah, the yeah you have the cop you have turnquist and then you have the secondary guy the the guy with the guy with the uh the that found yeah. the blood on the TV. At this point, I'm like starting to forget what the uh, reasons to are the we all contrary fucked up? are. <laughs> I think we are. I think we are. are, you, are what are you drinking, Dan? I haven't even noticed. Uh, He's drinking Fiji. Like, no, I had six Bud Lights. Oh, Miller Lights. But that, for Dan, that's kind of like like Tour Dan doesn't really drink a lot. <laughs> it's the first beer I've had in like five days. So Mike Turnquist is this like second uh, investigator who finds some interesting things. Okay, we're not going to totally say that he was he didn't commit suicide, but um, let's he, go. He pulls out like all the cool tech. Like he has yeah. a fucking ghetto blaster that fucking shoots laser ultraviolet spectral light. Yeah, something. Yeah, it's uh, aluminum, right? Uh, aluminum light. So um, I have no clue. So they estimate the time of Danny's death to be about 2.30 a.m. on Saturday, the 29th of June. Turnquist immediately found a neighbor. Immediately. Ooh, Miss Busybody. Yes, and she's very proud Miss of it. Sayers. Yeah, who says that uh, Danny, um, she had seen Danny several hours later. Um, Driving he, with uh, some woman dropped, her, dropped him off at his house. 
Yeah. But she claims that the woman was younger as if like a, a girlfriend type. But the police said that that, that was the mother. But Miss Say- Miss Sayers, as she's named, is said that uh, she was too young to be his mother. And she said she, she, watches, Sayer, for she sure. watches everybody's business, even though she hates to admit it. Um, and this is very interesting. Fucking busybody. And she's like, and seeing she was a young girl, I gave her a good look up and down. Okay, I get that. I get that it's the '90s, right? And I don't know how far along forensic science is, or you know, and all that kind of stuff. But I feel like the difference between um, dying at 2:30 a.m. and still being around when 10:30 a.m. comes around is like a huge difference. Like they they could like coroner wise, like just science wise. Like I, I feel like maybe it's maybe a, it's the a old six lady six hour difference. It's like a half day. Th- that's or, major. It's a quarter day. It's like maybe the old lady did mix up her days. Like I'm starting to kind of like, like three I, I quarters of a work shift. I'll tell you what though. I mean, like for what it's worth, she sounded like she was pretty confident. She even said she goes, "No, it was Saturday because," and she said some shit. But like she was pretty confident that Saturday was the day. Yeah, she even argued with Robert Stack's voiceover. Yeah, like no, he said it. And she was, no, you... listen, motherfucker. It was Saturday. <laughs> Chill, bitch. Um, yeah, he called her. He called her. Calm bitch. down. You know, Mrs. Sayers. Yeah, so it's either that or the police are lying, and that opens up a whole other can of worms. <laughs> yeah, and then um, uh, she also saw somebody else, right? Some mystery man on the porch pacing. Oh yeah, curly hair, like, looking man. in the windows and shit. Right. Yeah, that's right. There was nothing to it. He had it was a like a bigger guy, curly hair. He was on the porch. It seemed like it was at nighttime, according to the recreation. But yes, I kind of don't remember what was said about him. Like the next day after he died, and um, and the woman again, Miss <laughs> Sayers swears that she quote looked Ms. the woman Busybody. over real good, and that she was not old I was enough checking to be out his her tits. mom. Yeah. I feel like there's lots of there's lots of queer coding in this episode. Yeah, we got Mrs. Sayers and Mystery Woman. Um, they just need to come out and say it anyway. <laughs> so another interesting uh, tidbit is the police knew that Danny had a revoked license, and his mom picked him up the day before he died. So they think that's what well, that's she's- well, well, that was the discrepancy because Mrs. Yeah. Sayers said that it was not the mom. She looked a little young for that to be the case. Maybe the mom looked good. What does she know? Maybe the mom she was had a plastic surgery. Yeah. Maybe she had some plastic surgery the day before to full to fool Mrs. Sayers. Um, Very anyways, possible. Yeah. Obviously, they think she, the cops think she has her days mixed up, but she's not budging. People say that they noticed activity at Danny's house the next day, and that's where this uh, curly-haired man who was about five yeah. four, which is really short. Was he never he, made it into the house. He was just pacing on the porch, kind of looking in the window, being mysterious. Maybe yeah. it was just an awkward neighbor, neighborhood teen, like looking to break in. That's what I think. Looking to yeah. break in, or, or like a friend just saying, "Like, oh, is fucking is Danny home?" Or yeah, or is drunk or, Danny home? Is Danny dead in there? Or is he home? Some nosy person knowing that like there was like a dead body taken from there, so they're just looking in through the window. And she that Danny's corpse, Chief. Schlaff again just says he believes the witnesses were mistaken. Why couldn't it just be like some busybody looking in the window twenty four hours after? 
Um, yeah, it totally could have been my dad. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, your dad's. Yeah, yeah. Any any sort of like curious neighbor. My, my dad is totally someone that would do something like that. Well, yeah, my dad's a busybody too. <laughs> my dad leaves with his car and he puts a cone in his parking spot so when he gets back he could park there. Oh, nice. Well, my that's... dad won't listen to this, so I can talk shit about him <laughs> on this podcast. If you're out there, Dad, fuck your cone. <laughs> fuck your cone. <laughs> you said it. Let it out. Let it out, man. <laughs> my mom listens, though. That's funny. Sorry. Oh, really? Mom. She, no, no, actually, you know what? She gets it. <laughs> she gets it. She gets it. She understands. Oh, we're having fun here. Let's see here. Actually, my mom listens uh, so that's, to the podcast too. So, Who am I kidding? Um, so that secondary, that secondary investigator, not Turnquist, the sec, the, the next guy, the guy that looked like, uh, oh fucking, what's his name? Yeah, no, Turnquist was the second one. The oh, guy, uh, the one who, or is there a third one? Shit. Well, the, no, there's a the, there's the guy with the fucking the jacket that the buttons look like they're about to pop. The boombox guy. The boombox guy. Yeah, but he had like the light. He had the luminol thing. He found blood all over the TV. And uh, he said that he found Danny had type O blood. Oh, yeah. That's no. no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm mistaken. Oh, yeah. Danny had type B blood. They found O. Yes. They found O around the house. Yes. In Danny's pocket and in another room. Yeah. I don't know if I like their explanation to the O, to why there there would be a... Some O blood. They they were like, oh, okay, it's been. What was their like, explanation again? They said that like um, by the time that that um, test was taken, it had been like by the time the samples were collected, the samples had been adulterated because they had a cleaning crew come in and clean. Yes, yeah, that or, was bullshit. Because yeah, then they had the woman say like they got fucking King Tut's blood type. Yeah, and he was oh, yeah, been dead yeah, for thousands like of old, years. They couldn't test because it was old blood, and yeah, and she, <laughs> that was really like eat shit. They just. They just typed. That was a good. Uh, that was a good uppercut on her yes. behalf. And uh, fuck and you she with was King like, Tut facts. She was like anybody who would test that scene would find two blood types, and it's also kind of weird because it's like okay, I get it that there was people cleaning up the crime scene, but um, did anybody cut themselves and bleed all over everything? Sure. And actually, uh, though, the the one thing about them cleaning up the the scene though, that fucking guy that was like vacuuming the couch was fucking so happy. Did you see his face? He was just like smiling the entire time he was cleaning up blood in the couch. Like, uh, not the guy that found the shell casing. Yeah, you know that was thing. like an actor who was just like, I'm on screen. He was fucking smiling. He was so happy to be on Lifetime or whatever fucking <laughs> channel it was airing on by season six. But uh, the, I think they only went to. He was pumped. I think they only went to uh, Lifetime like the last like two seasons, honestly. I think, I think it's. Yeah, it did. I think it's like season nine. Up to season nine is uh, like NBC. I'm pretty sure. I'm yes, and then it went to Lifetime the last couple of years, right? And up until uh, Stack's passing. demise, he was brutally murdered. Uh, just kidding. No, he 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 lived a nice, beautiful life. We love you, Stack. Okay, he died in Applebee's. <laughs> they did, he didn't get his Fiesta chicken quite yet. <laughs> <laughs> love the specific plate. Uh, I used to be a server there. <laughs> All right. When I was like sorry, 19. Sorry to hit so close to home. Oh, it's too close. Yeah. <laughs> the police's answer to the whole typo thing is that there's no way to determine how long the alleged type O blood had been there. 
So, you know. Uh, I think it's the amount, though, right? I feel like it's not just that typo blood was on the scene, but, like, if there was, like, splatters on a TV, like, that's a that that's an incident. Like, I don't have, oh, I don't have any kind of blood splattered on my TV in my house well, right they, now. Like, they never say where the O samples really come from. Yeah, that's true. No, but they said that it was in, like, his jean pocket, right? And, then and I did say... Jean pocket or his jacket pocket? Yeah, yeah, inside a pocket. And they said it was in the bathroom, too. I did say six... I did say six uh, days, but it was six weeks when they took these samples. But, yeah, I mean, come on. You're not bleeding in someone's... You're looking through someone's pockets, like, going through a crime scene? Have you you, have what was the last wound? time you went through someone's pockets? You have a fucking open wound if you're going through, like, a um. body's pockets? <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Six Dan's wanted in Maryland. Ago. Dan's wanted in Maryland for pocket picking. <laughs> so what? So what ended up? What ended up happening with the second shell that was found? The the guy who was cleaning the couch pulled out the sofa bed, and a second shell casing came out. Did anything come of that? That's a note I have, but I kind of didn't follow up. No, on it. nothing came of it. But I kind of suspect, like I was reading in like a Wikipedia or something that. His girlfriend had mentioned to yes. investigators that a few months prior that he had like yes. they had gotten into yes, an yes. argument and he put a gun to his head and then walked into the living room and then discharged it in the wall. I wonder if that might have been the casing from that time. Yes, I think there, you're right. I think that was the explanation that was given in the end. There's so many um, more. There's so many more reasons why he did actually kill himself. Um, friends, family, and the cops say that Danny's girlfriend had moved out of the house. In May 1991, and that's not long before he dies, right? Um, they had broken up not long before he died as well. She had also told the police that uh, he had called her on 2 a.m. on Saturday, which was like right before he died. Saturday, June 29th, right before he died. Uh, according to her, he was really drunk. Um, he asked to see her. She refused. And uh, some other family members and friends indicated that he was depressed and he didn't get along with his coworkers. And of course he uh, also, they also claimed that he was a heavy drinker and he used drugs. They did find drug paraphernalia at his house as well. And his blood alcohol level was, this is interesting the way they write this. The legal limit is 0.1, right? Point well, one, back then, yeah. Point one that oh. sucks. Uh, now it's uh, in Texas is point zero eight. Oh, it's less. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So Fuck the, that. His blood alcohol level was point two seven four above the legal limit of point one. So it was point three seven four. Correct. <laughs> Okay, maybe it wasn't that confusing. I just wish they would have said point three seven four. The legal limit was point one. That's pretty wasted. Um, I ha- come on. We've that's been- like beyond. That, that's like blackout. Like that's insanely like you're drunk. Fucking blacked out. Yeah. Okay, that's insanely drunk. Yes, this is. Oh man, I that's love like I love these parents. I love these parents drunk. for loving their kid, but come on, you know. The dad says that this is misleading because pathologists have told him that ethanol levels can build up in the body after death, which is really weird. I've never heard that. Like they always talk about people's blood alcohol levels when they die. I've never heard that they can, that can be an inflated thing because of back then it it is, but science has, you know, been able to account for that rise. And is there that much 
ethanol in like liquor that we consume you as humans like 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 in that type of alcohol it's an alcohol yeah there's ethan there's like traces of ethanol in the vodka that's in my cup right now svetica absolutely it's it's made from corn yeah just just fucking half half ethanol it's half russian svetka absolutely not to call out (laughs) this is like a fucking this is like god damn it they, those fuckers wouldn't take. I wish I would have gotten Tito's. Me too. These white claws are fucking me up. Yeah, they do, right? They do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you drink eight of them. <laughs> yeah. Another thing the police say um, is that the house was locked with deadbolts from the inside. Windows were locked, and um, the house. Yeah, that's appeared, very suspicious to me. The house appeared to be orderly with no signs of struggle. Um. But Larry says that furniture and other small items were out of place, indicating that there might have been a drunk guy about to kill himself. Sorry. I mean, indicating that someone else had been there. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I love this episode. (laughs) Dude, we're at like This might be a two-parter. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Out of the two hours and 15 minutes that I have on my screen... I wonder how much of it is an actual episode. Oh man, probably. probably 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 forty minutes are cut out at least. But even so, even if only forty minutes are cut out, that's a long episode. Now, like an hour and a half. Yeah, fuck it. That's a long one. Unsolved mysteries actually uh, forwarded um, all of the leads to Turnquist instead of the Galesburg Police Department. But Turnquist Good. claimed that fuck Turnquist, them. Yeah, right. He, he uh, Turnquist claimed that the tips were promising. And that he's had some mentioned names that had come up previously during his his investigation. Mrs. Um, Sayers. on payroll for another six years. Yeah, but I mean also who Mrs. Knows? Sayers is doing 20 to life. Yeah, I mean this this aired in 1993, so I guess they weren't that promising. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. This is – this is I, – I just feel like there's not enough – evidence that he was like into anything shady and there's like a lot of evidence that he was not quite happy and 23 is kind of a tender age you know i personally have a buddy dan Dan and i personally have a buddy who uh committed suicide when he was 23 and he was the happiest sweetest guy in the world so I had, I had a friend of mine in high school who uh i had a friend of mine in high school who the year after high school sweet guy his girlfriend broke up with him and he did the same thing like two months later we were like what the f-? you know terrible yeah that was in the year th- th- that was in october 2000 wow it and was a year just, after high school graduation you just don't yeah you just don't know and i'm sure <laughs> i feel like we repeat this on a lot of episodes because this comes up a lot sure like, like parents yeah, we're talking just- about unsolved mysteries and death and sure well i'm just saying parents just parents not wanting to believe they're Kids committed suicide, but also, yeah, not taking mental like health. Mental health is a thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. of course, as a parent, your instinct is going to be like, "There's no way." You know, we gave them a good life. Uh, yeah, they were happy. I, and I they promise, want to blame you know, themselves. You know, we we stuff, love them. Probably. Like, I, yeah. I get that. I understand that angle. But yeah, definitely. doesn't always mean you know. I'm not a person to speak on mental health, but. I understand how sh- sh- shit just isn't always black and white, and 
people have feel how they feel. And I feel how I feel. <laughs> um, but, uh, it. Basically, I put it up. My, la- my last note on this case is update. Cause of death uncertain. <laughs> That's good. And I don't mean to laugh, but do you have any other no like little tidbits? Like even if they were like jokes and stuff. No, nah, that's more, my like, tidbit. Uh, any, he's fucking dead. Else you want to... Is that my tidbit? Is that good enough? He's fucking. That was dead. a good tidbit. No, that was a good tidbit. Right. I just, you know, I was just saying. Is you want any other buttons you want to put on? Because God, there's so many little facts in this episode, but they're all just like bull. What like, a fucking you know. redeeming episode from last one. Episode two is is the fucking Empire Strikes Back. I know. Dude, of, uh, so season much. six. <laughs> yeah, it's like a like the last episode really was just like two droids like in the desert for like half a movie. It was only and me and now, Dave. We had a good time, but now we got Dan, and now it's fucking. Now we got a greater episode. Like we're back. I feel like this is like. I was definitely C three PO. Like oh my. <laughs> I feel like the stack pack is back here for season six episode two versus one i feel like this is like the season this is the me. real this is the, t- the this is the real intro yeah the triumphant return and if we uh, sound wasted then nope that's just your speakers are broken your speakers are drunk uh, I, I can't wait to hear how this turns out because <laughs> holy shit i'm drunk for every mystery there is somebody somewhere who knows the truth perhaps that someone is listening and perhaps perhaps that someone is you thank you God bless and good night. Good night, everybody. Thanks. For-